0: What's up, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of Life's a Garden. Today's positive, motivational, life-affirming message is remain determined. No matter what your goals are in life, whether it be short-term or long-term, if you have a project you're working on, if there's a goal... Or something that you have going on in your life that has an end game. If there's an ultimate end game that you're trying to seek, trying to succeed at, don't let anything get you down. Remain determined. Determination will get you farther than anything else. If you can remain steadfast, don't let the speed bump slow you down. Don't let whatever little things stop you dead in your tracks from getting to your goal, from getting to that end game. Remain determined. Head down, push forward. For anybody out there who needed to hear that today, I hope that helps you. Determination will get you so far. So with that being said, I'm determined to get this episode started. So why don't we go ahead and do that? It's episode 160 of Life Cigar. Welcome back to another episode of Life's a Garden. And and who is that? Who is that outside? Is that the devil? Is the devil outside? Because it's hot as hell! devil's out here fucking sitting on my face! Somebody call Sam Smith! Because we know he wants to get in on that action! My God! It is... We're finally peaking at the hundreds, folks. And that is it's a little much for my taste. And uh, it's been it's been crazy out there. with the heat, it's been just busy, 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 go, go, go for me. And guess what? We are fastly approaching my trip to Ireland. And it's about goddamn time because I'm ready for vacation. I am so ready for vacation. I was thinking about this. This might be the first time I've had a full week off work or anything since I've been working. This might be the first time I've had more than a week off. Well, yeah, more than a week off since summer vacation. I don't know that I've ever taken a full week off of work. Maybe five days. Five or six days at most. I'm gone for, I think, ten days. This is going to be fantastic. I, I'm so excited. I can't, even, I can't even express. And not only that, not only am I finally getting a break from life and work and everything. I was looking at the forecast every day in Ireland. It's like sixty-five degrees and cloudy. Oh my god! I can't wait for that. It's like heaven on earth, raining. Like I know a lot of people hate, especially in like like the England, uh, Scottish, Irish area. They hate uh, how gloomy it is. Pfft. I'd probably hate it too. Unless I was currently living in a volcano. Then I'm saying, dude, I'm on board. Get me there. I can't wait to be a part of that. The weather, the vacation, all of it. It can't come fast enough. Been long awaited, but guess what? This Friday, I take off for Ireland. So, woohoo to that. And then... I get back, the second I get back from vacation, it's on and popping again. August is set to be an absolute busy, busy, bonkers month. So much shit going on. Um, I suppose now is the best time as ever to let you guys know, officially, August 23rd. Mark it on your calendars. August 23rd will be the release of my band Cutthroat's first record. Um, not announcing anything more than that. Can't tell you what songs are going to be on there. Can't tell you what the album name is going to be. We're being very hush-hush about everything, keeping it very close quarters. We've done so pretty good so far. So what I can tell you is that August 23rd will be the official date for, our, for, for my band's first studio record. And I hope you guys will go check that out. It will be available on all platforms. Spotify, App, Apple Music, Pandora. Anywhere you can get music, it should be available. And we will have uh, hard copies as well. So, very excited about that. And obviously with that involved, there's going to be a lot of promotion that we got to do. We're going to have to be out there freaking... Selling this shit, trying to get people to listen. Promoting it on all platforms, promoting it on everything, everything, everything. It's going to be busy, busy, busy. It's already been busy just getting the thing set up, you know. Like, that alone was a headache and a half. But the hard part isn't even here yet. The promotion aspect of it is hard, but going to be worth it. Because once we get that shit out there, it's full steam ahead. Also in August, in conjunction with the band. We got a couple of shows, so I might as well plug those dates while I'm here. August 16th will be at Bullwhackers for Bike Night. That's an outdoor show. In fact, both our August shows are outdoor shows. So somebody better have paramedics on standby because if the weather is going to stay like this, I will 100% pass out. At least one of these two shows. August 16th, Bullwhackers for Bike Night. And August 26th, out at Harley-Davidson, two biker shows, both outside. That one is the uh, Road Dogs Kickstarter for the toy run. We do it every year. Very excited to be doing that again. Glad they're having us back. So come out, support, good cause. Have some fun, some summer fun with us. And that show, we're going to have our CD out. The 26th, the CD will already be out. So we're going to have physical copies at that show. So make sure you come out, come support, and then download that shit. Go, mark it on the calendar. August 23rd. That's the date. That's the date the CD comes out. Can't wait. Super excited about that. Um, And speaking of shows, I might as well talk about our most recent show uh, over at Bullwhackers. It was last weekend. First time playing at Bullwhackers. And... I didn't know, I didn't have high expectations, I didn't have low expectations, I really didn't know what to expect, Bullwackers has never seemed like a music venue to me, until now, it's it's brilliant, to be honest, like it's a great spot, people can play pool back there, there's a wide open space for people to chill and watch the show, stage is a little small, but from what I'm being told, they're going to expand that stage, right in the middle of town, Real close to my house. So it's super convenient to me. Close to where Lucas lives. That's where we got to go, you know, haul all our equipment from. So that's super convenient. Sound system's great. Shout out to Jason for running the sound. My inners worked. It was just great. They had a great spot for us to set up merch. It was a good time. We had a great show. I thought the show popped off well. Um... Shout out to Bullwhackers. And then immediately after we played, that's when they were like, hey, do you want to come back and play Bike Night? So obviously we made a good impression on our first night there. Shout out to uh, Squito and Spiked Mind, the two bands that we shared the stage with that night. Both of them had killer performances. I really wanted to mention the album at that show, but it was Mopsquito's album release show. So, I didn't want to step on their toes on their mopski toes. i uh didn't want to steal their thunder or anything like that. It was their night, so we 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 waited a little bit to officially announce the date. It's almost exactly a month out, so it's perfect. It's perfect timing to announce it and uh we're really excited you know it's it's a good time to for our band. everything seems on the up and up, playing great shows we got plenty of shows down the pipeline. September 1st, I might as well plug that day too. We've got September 1st. That one's actually going to be our unofficial official CD release show. And that's going to be at Craft Local on uh, September 1st. A lot of shows coming up. This, I, I got a feeling, man, that this album, this, this CD is going to do wonders for us. It's going to help us get a lot more gigs. I think it's going to... I just think people are going to enjoy it and that's all that matters. I'm just stoked that people are finally going to get to hear our product, hear the thing that we've created, hear our art. And I truly think people are going to enjoy it. I hope they do. Um so here's to that, you know. Exciting busy August month ahead of us. Um also On the topic of concerts and shows. Apparently, the other night, somebody died at a a show at the pub station. I don't know what band... I I don't even know the band that was playing. I saw... I I went and looked at who was playing that night. I kind of recognized the headliner. I couldn't even tell you who it is off the top of my head right now. But I'm sitting there at the Crystal and some... My cousin Aaron comes in and is like, dude, somebody just died in the pit at the show. Because one of his buddies was there and saw it happen. He didn't get trampled to death or nothing like that. He just collapsed. Heart attack or some kind of failure. And died. Right there in the pit. And, I mean, first and foremost, you know, that sucks. Condolences to him Or his family, not condolences to him. I mean, I I am sorry that he died. It is kind of cool to think that, you know, if I was going to die, I'd want to die at a show. Like, that's kind of a, a nice way of going out. Your last moments are rocking out, doing something you love. However, so long as it's a band I enjoy, my thought was, if I died at that show, that would suck. Because I didn't even know who those guys were. It would suck to die at a show that, A, you don't know who they are, and B, or, or B, I should say, if it was just a shitty band. Could you imagine going to a show, you're, you're watching the, he- or the uh, opener or the middle act, you're waiting for the headliner because that's the band you really want to see, and you croak right before the headliners come on? Like, you died watching some shit open act? And I'm just assuming that the, whatever the act was is shitty. I'm not saying that the band that was playing was. Just in this theoretical scenario, that would be a big bummer. It would just be a bummer to die anyway. It doesn't matter where you are or who you're watching or where what the events are. As long as those events don't end in death, I suppose that's not a huge bummer. But yeah, that would just be... And then they had to shut down the show, so... <laughs> that's how that band's experience was here. They killed somebody. Somebody died. Now I don't think they killed him, but yeah, dude, dude, freaking just croaked. And uh, yeah, I'll tell you this: you know what would cause some deaths? It's it's been close a few times to causing deaths at a concert, whether that be at the metro or the pub station or anywhere. Not even concerts sporting events any any kind of indoor event at an arena or a music venue or things like that you know what almost causes deaths every time me me killing everybody because convenience fees this whole this whole thought of convenience fees like you go you know you go online you go to buy tickets to a concert or a sports event or whatever. And it is convenient to, to be able to buy them on your phone. Just have a digital copy, be able to just scan it at the door. You don't got to go nowhere. And they, but they charge you like an extra five to $10. Like if you're going to Denver, that's the only way I can buy tickets is online. And you're going to say it's a convenience fee. Well, that's not very convenient, in my opinion. It's not convenient for me to have to pay an extra $35. It is convenient that I'm able to buy them on the phone. I appreciate that, especially if I'm going to a show out of state, because that's the only option. So it's not very convenient that you're charging me this fee when it's the only viable option I have. Now, to avoid these convenience fees, because I've done this before, I'll go I'll, I'll go online, I'll go to look at the tickets prices, you know, concert tickets 50 bucks or whatever. Tack on an extra $8 convenience fee. Well, seeing as how I'm not that far from the venue, why don't I just drive on over there? Save myself the $8. Cheaper in gas. I'm already going to be in the area. Might as well just stop by and grab my ticket, right? So I pull up to the window, get my ticket, and lo and behold, on the the receipt, an extra $5 for ticket fee. Now you're charging me a ticket fee? I already skipped the convenient route that you were going to charge me for to come down there to... Walk my happy ass up to your fucking venue to avoid the convenience fee. Now I'm inconveniencing myself. And you recognize that by not putting the convenience fee on my purchase. Yet you have the gall, the absurdity to add a ticket fee? What, what is that? For ink? You're charging me for ink and for, and for the physical printing of the ticket? That can't cost no five bucks. What do you got to license tickets? How are how are these? Just build it into the price of of admission. I would feel if I paid the same price. If I paid, you know, fifty-five dollars instead of fifty bucks. If you would have just listed that as the initial price, I would have felt ten times better about purchasing the actual ticket. If you didn't tell me that there was an extra fee on top of it. If you just added it. If you just built it in to the price. Same shit goes for when I'm trying to pay bills online. Or if I'm trying to buy airline tickets. Here's a, you know, for your convenience. We're going to charge you this extra bit for choosing your seat. For choosing a convenient spot for you to sit in. It's convenient to you but it's going to cost you a little extra. Well, as I previously said, that's not very convenient, is it? Not to me. I appreciate you giving me the convenience of doing so. But why the fuck you charging me? Why are you charging me for the convenience? Just be convenient. God, could you imagine going into a convenient store and then being like, "Hey, it's convenient that this store exists, right? I know it's twelve o'clock at night and you need milk for your baby. Pretty convenient, huh? Pretty convenient that we're open. It's gonna cost you an extra three fifty though Hey, I know uh." I know you need gas at 11 o'clock at night, nowhere's open. It's pretty convenient that we are. Too bad that gas is going to cost you an extra $4.25 on top of it. But, hey, for the cost of convenience, you're welcome. Motherfuckers out here with the audacity, the audacity to be charging me for convenience. <sighs> while I'm uh sitting here boiling over convenience fees. While I'm already hot, hot tempered and hot. I'm hot. I'm just hot, right? We're just we're just hot today. The outside's hot, I'm getting hot up in here. While we're on the train while we're rolling down the tracks straight to hell on the highway to hell. I guess I got to bring this shit up. Disney's at it again. Disney's back at it. Little Mermaid. We had the whole thing with the Little Mermaid and truth be told, and I said this before on the podcast, when, when I discussed the Little Mermaid thing. Who gives a shit? Like, I didn't give a fuck then, I don't give a fuck now. Make her black, make her whatever. I don't care. You know why? She's a fish. Fish can be whatever. Doesn't bother me that she's black. Plus, on on a side note, we got Javier Bardem as King Trident. And Javier Bardem is a badass. And that's fine by me. I think he's a Spaniard, right? He's Spanish. So who gives a fuck what, what race the the fish are, right? Because I didn't, I, I didn't watch the movie, you know, because, of course, I didn't. Because why would I? Um, but as far as I understand, all the sisters were different ethnicities and stuff. Cool. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Apparently, I mean, I'm, that girl was super talented. She had a great voice. I heard little clips here and there. I'm sure it was great. You know, whatever, for the kids, right? That didn't bother me. But there was a whole uproar, there was a whole stink about the fact that they made Little Mermaid black. Whatever. Who cares? Now, we got a problem. All right? Now we got a problem. Because they just announced Snow White. Snow White's coming out in 2024. And wouldn't you know it, she's Latina or something like that. I think she's Colombian. Well, that doesn't work, does it? You could make the fish whatever color you want, whatever race you want. doesn't matter. Fish don't have race. But you're not going to I mean, they would never change Pocahontas right that just doesn't fit the story that doesn't make sense right they didn't they had mulan they didn't they didn't even go as far as to change what type of asian she was she was still specifically chinese because it made sense it's part of the story you didn't change the story the reason snow white is named Snow White is because of exactly how pale the bitch was. Her name's Snow White because, specifically, her skin is Snow White. This bitch is pasty white. She's practically albino. So that's a very specific detail about this character right you know why people loved the lion king remake because they were still lions they didn't change the overall story they didn't change the main part of the story it's not Gazelles? It's not the Gazelle King. Where were people like, well, where's the representation for gazelles? Where's the representation for rhinoceros? Why can't it be the rhinoceros? Oh, God damn it! I knew that was gonna happen. How long's that been there? Why can't it be the rhinoceros king, huh? Where's their representation? No, 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 no. Because the original story... Is about lions. So. If you're going to remake it. You better make it with lions. I understand there's certain leeways we can have. You could make Princess and the Frog. Because the original Princess and the Frog story was. I believe white. But they changed it to a black girl. That's fine. You could make Rapunzel. Rapunzel whatever race, you can make fucking Peter Pan, whatever, it doesn't matter, like, that's, it's open, but when you got a character named Snow White, because specifically, they call her that specifically, because she's a light ass cracker, She's white as Snow. They might as well have cast... Sh- what they should have done was cast a big-titty goth girl to play her. Because A, everybody would be lining up to see that. And B, that's a, basically a marginalized community in and of itself. Am I right? Get my girl Billie Eilish out here playing Snow White. I'd be the first one in line. Now... That whole thing is one aspect of this, because I'm not going to get on this whole race-charge thing. Like it, truthfully, whatever. The, the, the girl is white enough that it's going to be fine, truthfully. It, it is funny to me that they had to specifically kind of go out of you could tell they probably went out of their way to make sure she wasn't fully white. Just because agendas and shit like that. So, it's just one of those little annoyances that are like... Okay, yeah, this character is bleached white. But let's go ahead and make her Colombian. She, The character, you know, whatever. That's one aspect of this. That is whatever. But then... Of course, we know the original is called Snow White and the seven dwarves. Right? Well, unsurprisingly, they're not going to be dwarves anymore. In today's society, is anybody truthfully shocked about that? Cuz God knows we can't we can't call them dwarves. We can't have dwarves. That that would be prejudice for some reason. We can't we can't hire dwarves because they're not a marginalized community that we can highlight, right? What is it? I I just don't, I don't understand. Like you don't have to call them dwarves. You don't have to call them that. That's fine. I understand that. I get that. That's probably you know in the little people community, not a term per se that they like to go by. I get that. So don't call them dwarves. I guess you could call it Snow White and the Seven. Or just call it Snow White, but still make them dwarves. That's part of the story. You're purposefully going out of your. And then here's the thing. So they're replacing the dwarves with seven freaks, essentially, just seven other freaks. And yes, you heard me right. I did, in fact, include dwarves in as freaks because while that doesn't, that's not exactly a polite statement. It's a true statement. Dwarves are, in fact, freaks of nature. Just like people who are seven foot tall are freaks of nature. They go against nature. It's not common. So for to call them a freak, get mad at me, I don't give a fuck. It's the truth. So they wanted to make sure they had full representation of all the freaks out there. So now it's Snow White... And the seven freaks. Essentially. It's Snow White and the seven circus freaks. Because now they got all different. You know whatever. Bearded lady or you know. Transgender or whoever the fuck. That's the same too. You can make a gay dwarf. You can make a black dwarf. Don't matter. Dwarves come in all colors. And, and sexualities. And sexual preferences. Whatever You can do that. Have inclusion there. But to say you're going to take away spotlight from little people who don't really get a lot of it anyway and call yourself self-righteous? What the fuck is that? You literally just took away a, a, a part from, a, from seven little people who could have been playing those roles. The, the best part is... You know who made the biggest stink about it of anybody? Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage, who made his fame and fortune on a little show called Game of Thrones, where he played a dwarf. They mention it several times throughout that show. It's not like Peter Dinklage went in and read for uh, Jaime Lannister and they're like, you know what? I appreciate you coming in for this role, but I think you'd be better fit for Tyrion Lannister for no specific reason, just because we like you, just not for the role of Jamie. No, 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 no. They specifically hired him to play that role because he's a little person. And that role required being played By a little person. Because that's how the story was written. And for Peter Dinklage to basically uh, uh, throw shade at Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs for, like, how how can we, uh, how dare you exploit little people like this? What are you talking about, exploit them? They're the heroes! Do you not remember how the fucking story goes? The dwarves are the heroes. They're not painted in a bad light. They're the funnest, they're the whole part of the show. They're the funny part. They're the cool they're the coolest parts. They're the ones that save Snow White. So, like, it's not like they get painted in a bad light. So you so Peter Dinklage is out here taking jobs that require you to be a dwarf, but doesn't want Disney to hire seven little people to play a perfect, to play the role they were born to play. It's absolutely absurd. And it's hilarious to me. And people wonder why these writers have to go on strike or or better yet. These writers wonder why they're not getting support in this writer strike. Probably because you keep writing bullshit. Probably because you keep writing things that nobody gives a fuck about. You ever think about that? If, if Hollywood continues to write bullshit like this, I mean, look at, look at uh, Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones, Star Wars, Marvel, all these mega franchises that Hollywood has just been coasting on for years. They can't do those right anymore. They can't even take an intellectual property that already exists and continue to make it good and great and better. They can't even do that anymore. They're just ruining existing shit. They can't make original good shit anymore. And they can't make the classics good. So what the fuck? Like, Why would I give a shit if you have a job? If AI could come in and make better stuff, why wouldn't I want that? And I'm against AI. I don't, I don't like AI. I still want the actors to be there. I don't want to like CGI every movie. I still want actors and stuff. But if the writers are going to bitch and, and, and complain and go on strike, hey, write better shit. Plain and simple, right? Makes sense. I, I, I just, it, it blows my mind that, like, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm out on AI. I don't like it. I think it's scary. I think it's dangerous. I think it has the potential to take a lot of jobs. Music included. But I'll back you up. I'm, I'll be on your side. I'll back you up. As long as you start writing better shit. The thing with AI is, AI knows what people want to see. AI knows what the most popular movies are based on play, like the the amount of plays they get based on reviews and all that shit. It can look through the database of what is good to consume, television, movies, whatever, what people like. And it's going to go back and say, oh shit, they like 90s comedies. They liked fucking early 2000s sitcoms, 90s and early 2000s. So they're going to write shit that's similar to that. They're not going to write this woke bullshit. The only way that's happening is if the producers come in and say, oh, no, 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 we got to change these little things here. And you wonder wonder why we don't give a shit. Strike, you're out. Just keep writing bullshit and, hey, you can strike all you want, but guess what? Strike, you're out. Nobody cares. Now, I do get the other side of this strike where it's like, you know, a lot of these executives of Netflix and Disney and things like that, they're getting paid, like, outrageous amounts of money. Where a lot of these actors and writers and guys like that are just getting trickled. They're barely getting shit. They're not getting any, like, um, what do you call it? Back. The, 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 uh, like for old shows, they're not getting any, like, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Where you get uh, you get paid for the stuff uh, on the back end? That's what I was looking for. They're not getting paid on the back end of old shit that they made that people want to watch, because nobody wants to watch any of this new garbage. And and <laughs> I, I don't because I'm not in that industry. Hey, if I was in that industry, if I was a writer, hell yeah, I'd be striking. I'd be scared out of my mind about AI because I would know shit. AI is going to fucking destroy us because they're going to start making shit. People want to watch unlike us, unlike the writers. Yeah, no shit. Start writing better stuff. You know what we want to watch this movie that just came out. The, uh, the sound of freedom. I thought it was a Mel Gibson movie. For some reason, but I looked it up the other night, and I guess I'm—it's not. I'm pretty sure the guy who Jim Caviezel, who played in *Passion of the Christ*, I think he's a part of it. I don't know if he's an actor in it or a producer or what, but he's a big part of that movie. That movie outdid Indiana Jones and Flash, and it's—and nobody even heard of it. It's about child trafficking. And it's a, it's a big story. But crazy enough, the mainstream media doesn't want you to hear about all that. Dude, there was some big shit that just came out. I don't know if it just came out or what. But they were talking about like some whistleblower who exposed that the U.S. government, the agencies of the U.S. government have been basically funding child trafficking in the United States from from kids who come over to this country. They're basically funding it. That's some dark shit. And this movie comes out, people want to watch it. Th- this is what people want. People are going to want what they want to want. They're not going to want what you force feed them. They're not going to want what you're like I don't give a fuck how many ad dollars you put into a movie. Flash, they they drove up the ad dollars on that thing and it tanked. Cuz it probably fucking sucked. You got a movie like uh, The Sound of Freedom, nobody's even heard of it. It comes out, and it blows up. People want to watch what they want to watch. You're not going to force people to watch anything. We still have the freedom of choice. So, better get your shit together, actors. Or, not actors, but writers. Writers and actors, you better get your shit together, because strike you're out. Speaking of Snow White, though, actually, this is kind of a funny story. Speaking of Snow White, um, there was a little snow found at the uh, White House. Cocaine discovered in the White House. Just mere feet, mere, mere uh, doors down from the Oval Office. And everybody's in an uproar about this like how how could somebody let cocaine get in the uh in the White House? What if it was anthrax? And that's a good point actually. It's actually a really good point. Yeah, how are you going to let cocaine get through the doors of the White House? If if that could get in, don't you think anything could get in? Bombs, fucking anthrax, poison, anything like that? So yeah, what's up with the security there? Now the question is, how did cocaine Managed to to get through there. How did cocaine get that close to the Oval Office? Hmm. Let's think about that for a quick second. Ah. By chance, do you think it could be the president's crackhead son? Who was just there? Looking like he was cracked out? The president's son... Who is a known cokehead, crackhead, pillhead, whatever? He's an addict been on camera talking about it. He's mentioned his, his addictions. You think maybe that has something to do with it? You think there's a chance? I mean, Occam's razor. Where there's smoke, there's fire, and usually your first instinct is correct. And I think most people went, "Hmm We've got an eight ball here in the here in the White House. Wonder who could that belong to? Also, the fact that anybody is like at all just blown away that there's cocaine in the White House, to that, I say a uh, Like, you don't think cocaine has ever made its way into the White House? You don't think Billy Clinton was sitting there snorting a line of coke off the uh, in the Oval Office after getting his pole sucked on? After, after dumping a load in Monica Lewinsky, you don't think that guy pulled out of the drawer a nice little dime bag and uh, had himself a little snort? You can't tell me that W. Bush, George W. Bush, didn't do himself a little line after the towers fell. That must have been a pretty stressful time. You can't tell me Buddy Boy Barack, and I don't have to explain why Barack probably was doing cocaine, you know what I'm saying. But, uh... (laughs) Shit, I mean... Fucking look at Kennedy. Kennedy was a party animal. Kennedy was, Kennedy was probably doing coke off of Marilyn Monroe, Monroe's ass. You don't think coke's ever been in the White House? Come on. They don't call it the White House for nothing. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I did not do cocaine in the Oval Office. I did not do cocaine with that woman. But I did do something else that was white. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So uh, cocaine in the uh, Oval Office. Hey, guess what? Guess what they're, uh Hunter Biden. Strike two. You're out, buddy. You're out. I mean, it's really just a matter of time before uh, the truth comes out on that. And the fact that It's kind of being, like, pushed under the rug. Kind of tells you everything you need to know, right? Kind of tells you that they probably know whose it is. Dude, what if it was Biden's? Honestly, I wish Joe Biden would do cocaine. Like, I think we all do. I think he'd be way more sharp. He'd be all over the place. He'd be a lot more fucking entertaining. That's for damn sure. Joe Biden out here doing blow. blow Joe Dude. Dude. He'd be, he would his approval rating would uh, skyrocket. He would be that much more fun. I'll tell you that right now. He pro. They should enlist Hunter Biden to to pump his daddy full of cocaine on this next election run. If they have any wish of winning, if they have any hope of winning, Hunter Biden needs to be. Fucking blowing coke up Joe Biden's nose. Because otherwise, it ain't happening. We need a fucking jittery Joe. We need jittery Joe out there. And just... <laughs> we'll be like, that's my president. Um. Okay. This is something I really had zero intention of talking about. I didn't want to talk about this. I didn't want to bring this up. But the internet has given me no choice. The internet is so stupid that it's forcing me to talk about something that should be so obvious that it doesn't matter. Adam-22. For anybody who's not aware of this whatever you know is going on here adam 22 is married to lena the plug who is a porn star i know her work very well just kidding i actually i actually don't really know her work but adam 22 is married to lena the plug and while she's been a porn star i don't know if she's done scenes with other guys before they were married but since they've been married it's usually scenes just with him or with other girls or solo or something like that. She's never been with another guy since marrying Adam. Well, she got with, with they, they, they uh, planned it out to, to have her uh, be with another guy. Some black dude named Love, I think is his last name. I don't know. I can't remember his name. But it was this whole thing. And now they're all out here calling him a cuck. They're calling Adam22 a cuck for letting this dude have sex with Lena for money. Um, Well, if you're at all a smart person, you would know that clearly he doesn't give a fuck. Clearly they did this as a publicity stunt. He doesn't care that she got railed. She's a porn star. That's what she does. Okay. And, and this whole like feud between him and like the two guys now. Dude, there's no fucking feud. It's all fodder. It's all Cameron fodder. Camera fodder. Cannon fodder? What's the word there? Whatever. It's, 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 it's smoke. They're blowing smoke. It's fake. It's like wrestling. And guess what? It worked. People had to subscribe to her. OnlyFans to see the video. Bunch of people went out and bought it and saw it. That's the whole point, dude. It was to hype up this shit so that people would buy it. So people would subscribe to her. And they're going to make a fucking boatload of money. And not only that, he's going to make more money on his podcast. Because people are going to tune in. And and I think they have a podcast together, too. He's got his own podcast. I think he's part of uh, uh, No Jumper. And then they have a podcast called Plug Talk or something like that. It's just basically a porn podcast. And a ton of people... Okay, not only because of all this shit, but because everybody keeps talking about it. I'm fucking talking about it. I didn't want to talk about it. But because there's so many fucking idiots out there who really are like... I can't believe he would let her do that. Or, is he really a cuck? Or, oh man, this is really backfiring on them. Like, some people know that it was planned. Obviously, it was planned. Obviously, he signed off on this for them to do that. Dude, they're rolling in the dough. That just made both of them that much more popular. He's leaning into it. If you can't watch some of these videos that he's putting out and know that he's trolling, know that he's like, dude, he he just bought his lady like a Lamborghini and shit. It's like, yeah, they're rolling in the dough. And he's all like, this is what I got for you after doing your first BBC. Dude, you think that guy gives a fuck? They're talking about how he's like pissed off and upset about this now. No. He don't give a fuck. If he was going to be pissed off, he wouldn't have let her do it. He wouldn't have signed off on it. I mean, come on with this shit. Uh, People are so fucking dumb to think that that this was not orchestrated to be this way. That they're not leaning into all this and that they're not just pulling in the subs. Pulling in the money. It's exactly what's happening. You know what else I don't give a fuck about that everybody can't seem to shut up about? Jonah Hill. I don't give a fuck about Jonah Hill's shit. Here's the thing about that. That bitch, It's she's in the wrong, okay? She is 100% in the wrong. I am on Team Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill did nothing wrong in that whole situation. I fully stand by that. He laid out his his you know uh, now I get he probably was a little overboard she was a surf she was a surfer she's going to go out and be in bikinis and shit like that fine if you don't like that then don't be with her and that's exactly what happened the fact that she went out of her way a year later to post personal messages why because Because she claims she was abused in that relationship. She was emotionally abused. No, bitch. Nobody fucking knew who you were. Nobody gave a shit about you until you started dating Joan Hill. Nobody knew you. Nobody knew who you were. You might have been moderately famous as a surfer. But guess what? Chances are, you weren't. You weren't even remotely famous. And because you started getting with a famous dude, you became famous. You became more known. And then guess what happened? Y'all broke up. People stopped caring about you again. You missed the fame. You missed you missed the limelight. So she had to come out and post all this and make all this fucking drama just to get back in the limelight. Just to be relevant again. To get that clout. Jonah Hill did nothing wrong. He just Yeah, he's probably a little weird. He probably said, you know, probably shouldn't have said it the way he said it, and it is what it is. But dude, everybody's trashing him for this and he's getting dragged through the mud for nothing. For for somebody posting uh his personal messages. Like that's crap in my opinion. If you go so far as to post personal messages between you and somebody else, that's shitty. And uh and ultimately I don't care. I don't care about any of it. None of it has any bearing on me or I I genuinely don't understand why anybody cares. Who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck about Adam 22 and what's going on with him? Who gives a fuck what's going on with Jonah Hill and him? People have lies. This is mundane shit. That's like, Jonah Hill went to the grocery store today. Adam 22... Took a shit today. Yeah, it's it's regular, boring, mundane life shit. Like now, normally, yeah, I understand most people wouldn't let their wife get railed on camera by some other guy. But that's the line of work that they're in. So it's not that crazy. You know what's crazy? is the fact that you could go to your doctor or the grocery store. Fuck, I mean, you're, you, could get, you could be getting checked out at the grocery store and the person behind that checkout counter is more than likely into some freaky shit. When you're at the doctor's office getting your pelvic exam or getting a prostate exam or just a regular checkup, he's poking and prodding your every orifice, you don't know what that guy's into. He's probably into some weird furry shit. You don't know about that. Think about that for a quick second. Everybody you interact with. Anybody, like there's people all over the world. In every social setting that you end up in. Your bartender. Hell, the people that, that make your food. Not all of them. But some of them are into some weird kinky shit. And you would never know about it because you shouldn't know about it. Because they're doing their job by keeping it under wraps. You don't see these people, you know, if, if they got exposed, if your, if your chef got exposed for, you know, doing some weird kinky shit, you'd probably look at them a little differently, wouldn't you? But your, your next door neighbor's. You never know. You never know who's doing weird, kinky shit. And you don't want to know about it, and you shouldn't know about it. But guess what? It's still out there. So why are we getting all worked up over uh, Adam 22 and, and his bullshit? At least he's profiting off of it. Again, who cares? Hey, guess what, everybody? Strike three. I'm out. I'm out. Three strikes. I'm out on all of it. I'm out on Snow White. I'm out on convenience fees. I'm out on, 20, on Adam 22 and Jonah Hill. I don't care about it. I mean, I'm out on Snow White because I'm definitely not going to see that movie because I wouldn't have anyway. I don't, they could have made it exactly the same movie, and I probably still wouldn't have gone. You know? You know what the crap thing about that too is? I was thinking about this too. Uh, With the whole uh, Peter Dinklage thing. He's he's like out here defending the little people community when he's playing roles made for little people. Hey, guess what? That role he did in, in uh, Elf? That wouldn't have worked if it wasn't a little person. Because he all makes fun of him and starts calling him an elf. That role was meant for a little person. So... It's just funny that he's defending the group of little people. He's self-righteous in all that. And yet he just took seven jobs away from little people. What, he's the only one that can be a little person in Hollywood? He's got to be the main little guy. Sure seems like it. So that's just kind of funny. But anyway, I'm out. I'm out on it all. And guess what? I'm out this week. I'm out this week. Thank you so much for stopping by, checking out the show. Um, Ireland, baby. I'm on my way. I will be there July 29th. And I'm celebrating my birthday there, baby. Uh, I will have an episode on Monday for you. I'm going to pre-record that episode uh, for my birthday. And then... After that, we should be having an episode with, hopefully, hopefully having an episode with Aaron to recap Ireland, which will be a blast. We got to tell you all the tales of the trip, but I don't want to do a podcast there. I thought about doing one from Ireland. We got too much shit we got to take already. It's going to be a headache. So next week episode will be pre-recorded, but I know you're going to enjoy it just like all of them. And I know you're going to do me the favor of liking, sharing, and subscribing To this podcast, share this episode. Um, This was a fun one. Let's see what else. Uh, Check out the shows August 16th and August 26th. Just follow the band page for all that stuff. Get ready for the album coming out, it's coming out very soon. August 23rd is the album release. Stay determined, push forward. Uh, go do yourself a little blow. That'll help you. That'll help you stay determined and all that. But the thing that will keep you the most determined of all of it is if you remember that life's a garden. Dig it. You've got to, you've got to keep on going.